You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, y'all. My name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's the standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series I've interviewed 
many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds, and I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Good morning, lovely people. It's Cozy Boom Podcast. My name is Shan. Welcome. Um, I hope you're enjoying the series so far. We have a third father on the line, and um, his name is V Styles, and he has a background in so many great things, such a great person, and I just want to share with you a few of our stories. This is a two-part um, segment with him because uh, we just had a lot to talk about and discuss. So this is part one. I hope you enjoy, and uh, peace. The black business that I would like to uh, rep today is going to be davidscandlecompany.sd.com. These are beautiful, beautiful smelling, freshing, um, a good vibe soy wax candles made by a lovely lady named Joy, who is from Philly. So, you know, I'm from Philly. She from Philly. You know, we, we just out here being glorious. Uh, she um, packaged me some candles for my birthday and they smell great. I love them. And uh, also Black Girl Magic's room spray, which is amazing. So she is stocking back up on her scent. So if you guys are looking for some candles for your home to make it more homey, please check out Davis Candle Company dot s-t-e-t-s-y dot com and please follow her at davis candle co on facebook and ig now back to the episode here we go back to the show back to the show so don't be afraid to ask me anything you won't trigger any emotion what you go get is what you go get. Okay, and that's what I want. I want your authentic self. Um, yeah. All right, so let me just start. Uh, this is episode three of Cozy Moon Podcast, the Black Fathers oh. Matter series, and I have V Styles, and up, uh, <laughs> he's gonna talk about fatherhood. Um, you know, he's in music. Mr. Uh, Detroit himself, and um, we're not here to talk about music. We're talking about his experience and fatherhood. And so, um, my first question for you is: um, How many kids do you have? I have two. I have a daughter. I have a daughter that's twenty, and I have a son that's fifteen. Okay, so you a vet dad? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you've been in this thing for the long haul, all right? Yeah. Um, and your age currently? I'm 48. And you feel what age? I'm be- I'm in better shape now than when I was in the Marine Corps. I probably feel about 27, 28. That's good. Um... Yeah. Normally, <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something. Normally, I don't even like talking about age because you know how it is. You know, when when you're a certain age, you're not supposed to rap, and yeah, uh, I've gotten over that, man. I'm I'm 
don't I don't think that's a thing unless you get worse than you were in your twenties. See, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's almost like Benjamin Button, like I'm reverse. Like Listen. you know, it's weird. It's weird because I I wasn't dope when you know, I know we get off topic topic, but I wasn't in my twenties and thirty uh, nah, I was scared. Like being around people like Proof and my man Low Lewis, last ones I like you M, you scared around here. And mm-hmm. it it didn't, get, it didn't get to a point, it got to a point for me to where I was like like I seen uh like the best show I ever seen in my life is Leaders of New School. And it also happened to be their last show, you know, they broke up. Like they had a show in Detroit and then they broke up and Buster went solo after that. Mm. So like I'm a you know, I grew up a big leaders, bumpy knuckles, mm-hmm. red man, like same vibe I'm on now. I've always been this person. And that was the night that I said I could I could do that. It inspired me to you know, I wasn't always V styles. I was a couple names, rough draft. Like I, it took a minute before before I found who I was. Yeah. And you know, it's just weird because as time went, I started progressing and I started getting better. The older that I got, and I still feel like super youthful. So, I mean, I I work out religiously. I know, I've been seeing you. I'm just like, he added again. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna tell you, the older you get, and I've been around, um, I'm, I'm super blessed to be here. I've been shot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bullet went in right here on the side of my face and it went out the back of my neck. Oh, wow. So, so I've lost a, a person that I thought that I was gonna marry to suicide. This was before I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've been through, you know, I'm a veteran of the Marine Corps. I, I've been through a little, a lot of martial artists. Like my makeup is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a zillion different friends, all walks of life. I love people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like people that, that don't have high integrity. If you got character flaws, you got to get away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try to love, I try to love, I've tried to love people, but sometimes you gotta move people out because if they're not helping you grow, it's like, okay, yeah, we we do music or we do whatever, but that's, eh, I'm mm-hmm. talking about real stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of loving at a distance with some people. For me, you love. You can love at a distance. For me, I don't even do the distance no more. Sometimes it's just best to, you know, everybody don't have an expiration date, but some things do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just expires, and I'm more happy being this free-for-all person that uh, speak his mind and and just love doing what I'm doing without any uh, limitations. That's the best thing in life when you can just be who you are and you know, you don't have people, you know, cause I've been on labels before. I've, 
I really experienced like a lot of things, man. But I'm most happy, I'm most happiest at life, you know, being pop. You know, being dad is like you can't even uh you got little ones that love your draws just for the sake of loving your draws and they probably don't even know why they love your draws. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, they love you so much to where like I've been needing as I've gotten older, um I've never been married. Um my my, my kids have two different moms. Um always like, like I'm my dad's child. You know, my parents are still together. You know, they've been married forever, 50 plus years or whatever. That's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've watched that. I I literally wanted to be my dad. But sometimes it doesn't um, don't work out like that for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, the one thing that I can control is being pop, regardless of bullshit because you got to get over yourself. Once you get over yourself, once the parties get over themselves, yeah, everything else should be so simple. Yeah, you know, it's not for you know a lot of people, but when I I hear a lot of people with the baby mama drama stories or the bad father stories or however you want to call it, I ain't really had you know. I ain't had that shit. Excuse me, French. That's good. So, so, um, I don't want to get political, but I ain't the biggest Hillary Clinton fan. But she mm-hmm. said something that that resonated. It, you know, and you know, I still use it. It do take a village. You know, okay. you 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 can't just expect one party to, you know, do something, especially if she's not the only person that's responsible for that so uh, you know these days uh, when I look at my kids and knowing the relationship that I have with them like my daughter man she's super protective of me same way same way that I've always been protective of her we've had and she's my first um excuse me friend can I, can I say a little something without mm-hmm. you know um, this might sound a little ignorant or dumb to some people. I hope this doesn't, you know, offend yeah. people. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Spike Lee movies. I love Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Spike Lee movie is, is called Bamboozle. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ever seen Bamboozle? Yeah. There's this character in there and the character didn't have that many lines. He made he made didn't even say nothing, but he you always seen him when the roots was playing, like a lot of, a lot of you know, the little menstrual show band. Mm-hmm. You know, this character by the name Lil Nigga Jump. You know, look at Lil Nigga Jump. So <laughs> I've literally called my daughter that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's our shit and don't nobody understand except for me and her now I've, the older I've gotten you know I kind of like freak it a little differently I, I may, it may not be little nigga but it, it's Jim mm-hmm. come on don't do that you know but that's my you know her mother like you still call her that I'm like that's our shit you know yeah. when, she's, when like she go to her home 
like like I'm a dad, man. My kids are like everything to me. Like the moments you can't you can't pay for certain moments, man. Like homecoming, uh, prom, first dates. I'm involved in all that type stuff because mm-hmm. I kill. I mean, I kill for mine. And of course. My daughter, you know, my daughter is. You look at her, you see me. You see that picture up there? That's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, um, um, I've always been a little harder on her because at the end of the day, you, you know, first off, she taught me because I wasn't always the, the greatest guy in the world. Um, not a bad person, but sometimes you don't realize is that, you know, realize. I, sometimes you don't realize that the choices that you choose to make for whatever reason might affect somebody else. So having her change my whole steeds, it, it, it taught me to be a little bit more respectful to, I can't be like this no more because I got to think like, daughter you know so it, it completely changed me as as a man and I might get a little teary you mm-hmm. know but oh my baby you know my daughter is everything to me and, mm-hmm. and you know to see her now and seeing her progressing in life because I never wanted her you know you just want like any real parent whether it's male female any real parent just want their kid to be better than what they were so my daughter yeah see her now yeah we have a lot of fun man we ain't had rocky <laughs> moments a lot of rocky moments but i can i can say that you know if ain't nobody got me jim got me you know and my son my son you know my cam you know my we are collectively all three of us we are the home team that's our base that's what we call each other home team like we get together Home team, you know that's <laughs> you know that's our shit. I'm a big Rocky fan, man. So I get that from yeah. Rocky, man. I've always said that to 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 Cam, and, and then of course, you know, Autumn. She's part of it. So, um, being able to, you know, being, you know, having having my girl super dope switch me up, but then having my son, and I really believe this. Cause my dad had, I was my, my dad, I got three sisters. My mom, you know, had a, you know, my older sister before my dad, mm-hmm. my dad's first, which to me, you know, I love my dad. My dad is like my first hero on everything. Um, he a Marine, I'm a Marine. I don't even like talking about this shit, but I'm sad. Um, I work. Um, my dad um, retired from the sheriff's department. I worked for the sheriff's department. I wasn't I wasn't a certified police officer. I worked in the jail more so in administration. And like when people come in, I, I will book them, fingerprint them, and stuff like that. You know, I had a gun, but I never like I never went to a police academy. I had like a like a permit to carry a gun, but I wasn't like the police, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's like what they call central booking. And 
you know, all I ever wanted to do was be my pop. So, um, looking at Cam right now, he mimics me a lot, you know, and I can remember, I'm like, is he go, like, my experience with Cam and Autumn is completely that, like, Autumn is me all day because she's a rebellion, she's rebellious, and, like, we would bump heads, mm-hmm. and would, like, pull my hair out, like, man, why is this happening? I, you know, because I'm a dad, I'm there, mm-hmm. you know, me and, the, me and her mom, you know, like, like I said, when you get over yourself, like, her mom is, like, one of my best friends. Like, she's known me half my life. So she remarried. That's cool. But that don't mean she, you know, like, we still like this. And I'm cool with her husband. So, you know, it it makes it super easy. With Cam, similar experience. Um, Me and his mom, it kind of happened quick, and that happened. And Cam is here, and you know, once your kids is here, you don't care nothing about. Like, if you a real parent, you don't care nothing about nothing else. You just want right. to be that example for your kid, man. So I'm just super lucky to where um, we all love each other's draws. Just and I've watched, I've watched my son. Um, I can remember when he wasn't the most confident um, kid. He played sports, but he was the kid that never got time playing football. He never got time playing basketball. You know, yeah, he did track and field, but you know, I get it. You want to be the man and something. You Spotlight. know, yeah, yeah, I want that. And sometimes it it don't work out like that. And one, you know, I grew up wrestling and, and, and taking taekwondo, man. So my background is, like, when you see me, I don't know if you ever see me with MMA guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, I love that just like I love hip-hop. They all equal. It's all equal to me. I love fighting the same way I love, you know, doing music. Um, Cam, like, in the super fourth quarter, before going into the ninth grade, and he is in eighth grade, and he says, Dad, um, if I'm bouncing around too much, let me know. Mm-mm. Go ahead. It's like, it's like the questions I'm going to ask, you're answering anyway. And which okay. is fine, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, uh, so Cam, you know, at, at the end of uh, basketball season, he was like, Dad, um, I want to try wrestling. And I'm like, I look at him. And I'm like, dog, I've been trying to get you to wrestle since you was four years old, but you want your son to be like you and you want your daughter to be like you. But ultimately, it's their choice on what they want to do. So so you can't hamper them on what you see them. You just got to let them be them. And then, you know, if they decide they want to do something, then... Boom, that's when I open up and be like, okay, well, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was like, Dad, I want to wrestle. So I look at him and I'm like, dude. And I said it just like this, eighth grade. You know, I'm like, dude, why the fuck is you coming at me? <laughs> like, before, 
like we I'm like are you kidding me because here's the difference when you're black and you grow up differently as compared to white kids their advantage is just a little different when it comes to sports like hockey and wrestling because they're doing that at four or five years old yeah so if you're starting wrestling at like 12 13 the learning curve is just so here yeah. to where to where unless you get it it can be a very embarrassing experience for a man or or, or, or a young kid that, that wants to wrestle you know so I didn't want to tell him no I was like okay man yeah we, we can do it so I went I started going to his matches and this little motherfucker proved me wrong. I'm talking about, like, and it's the quick look. As a father who grew up wrestling and still do it, even, you know, I have a youthful exuberance, but even at my age, I still do the same type of stuff. I still spar. I still, I still wrestle. I still do jujitsu. I mean, I do all the things that I've always done because that's what keeps me in shape. I'm happy I can look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I know people that ain't my age that right. look at them like, what the, come on, man. I mean, yeah. you know, so to see my son be, like, he'll be a junior coming up um, in September, but to see him not only become successful, but to him have it have he has a real good chance to get a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas he had no confidence. Excuse the French. I'm about to say say this, but I don't care. He had no confidence in the nigga sports, basketball, for because that's what we know for. We know for basketball for, and I don't mean it literally, but I'm just saying. But um, it's true, and I feel like we need more black boys and men to fill up those spaces of hockey fill up those spaces of wrestling yeah. fill up those spaces of uh of uh what is it called yeah. fencing fencing we, like, had a black we have to or else we cancel ourselves out we, we had a couple black world champions in fencing and uh if i'm not mistaken the last gold medalist uh was a fencer um i think they were black you know i could be wrong but yeah i think that happened but we don't, we don't, oh, wow, I love that dome paint, too. That's dope. Oh, yeah, I painted that when I was hey, printing you, it. You painted it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you? MS Doom. <laughs> so, to watch my boy right now, like, my son know he the man, and... It's the dopest shit, and it's the, it's the cool because he didn't have that. Like I, like when your kid in pain, you in pain. I don't care who you are. If your kid is fucked up, then you go feel a certain way. Like it's a many days where we come in on Saturday and he got the boo boo face because he didn't play. Oh man, man, I go in my room and, and I just be livid. I want to fuck the coach up because you hurt my. <laughs> Because you know how good they are and they just need that space. And when people don't give them that space, it's just like, man. Well, 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 you know what? It's not about it's not about the good. What it's about 
is when you're that age, it's about building the character up. You gotta, you gotta make them believe that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So when you're not giving that, this kid is on the team, but you're not giving him reps and showing him what he can do to be better. Like, you know, sometimes you only get one shot, but how many times do we take each person and give them the same opportunity and, and, and help them? That's the problem. I mean, we're seeing this here today. We, we, we seeing this literally today, what's going on in society. Like we feeling oppressed because we haven't been given the same opportunities and stuff like that. So you you want to give a kid a chance, man. Don't be, a, don't you know, the worst thing anybody can ever be is a, a dream killer, period. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, you know, my mother was a dream killer. My mother used to shit on me, like, mm-hmm. why are you doing that stupid rapping? Why are you doing martial arts? Why are you wrestling? My dad is probably my biggest fan. You know, and, and now it's funny because she's seen, you know, she's seen I've done some things and yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, Lando, like, man, fuck out of here. <laughs> and I love my mama, but, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. look, you'll get a chance to see the video mom and pops that I did, man, it's like that whole song and video is real, though, you know. But my mom always been a dream killer, man. So to see her like now, like, oh, it's like, man, where you been all these years? But you have to think where they came from. That generation that raised her, uh, their dreams were killed. So they kind of pushed that on her. And so they say, you know what? That doesn't make money. That's not important. So that's stupid. So you need to downplay it. My father was the same way. My father was born in 1923. My mom was born in 19, you know, what, 53. So my mom is very encouraging. And, and my dad, listen, and my dad is very like, what you want to do? That don't make no money. That's stupid. You need to do this. And if you don't do what he want to do, he kind of like disowns what you want to do in life. And that was just his attitude. So that's normal. I spent my, well, my whole life a good portion. Well, no, I take that back. I spent my whole life living for my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave up a partial wrestling scholarship to Fair State here in uh, Michigan. It's about four hours for my mother, but four hours wasn't long enough for me, man. So I went down. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. real. Um, I went down to Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's weird because I I used to have classes with Shaq when he was at LSU. He had a he had a class at Southern University. He had a math class at T- this building called TT Lane, and I used to remember him pulling up in a full four door Isuzu Trooper, and they didn't have back seats. And he had like the old school phone, like the carry board. Like, and look, I getting off subject again. Same dude that you see now is the same dude that was in school. Like all the comedy, all like yeah. very first seven footer I've never seen breakdance. Oh wow. Yeah. But I had to get away, you know, and I was at Southern a couple years, but then I'm like, man. 
why am I here? You ever did something and you just like, why am I here? Why am I doing That was me. Four years of college. I loved two and I hated two and I can't tell you which one I like. But now I feel like I wish I never went to college because it really didn't push me anywhere. I would rather have the money and invest it in a business than now I'm I'm working a job to pay back loans that I have for college. That's not oh, anywhere. Man. Let me, yeah. get, let me get you a hug. I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a trap. Wait till, you, look, wait till you get that bill, though, when you clear it free from your from your uh, loans. Like, Listen, that's I'm one of cry. the... I'm going to be balling. Yeah, that, that's one of the best feelings ever. Like, you feel just free and clear. Mm. But I felt like going to school, I was doing that for my parents because it was the whole... You be the first one to graduate from school. Da, 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 da. And that's a big, that's pressure. You know, I went in trying to please everybody else except for myself. And it was a journey that I I really appreciated, man. But after everything was said and done, it was like, man, I don't, I ain't doing this. But I didn't, the one thing with me, and still to this day, my father is my hero. So I never want to ever look, I don't want to, I, I don't want to ever him, I don't want him to ever look at me as a failure, you know? Um, so I, you know, went home and I remember uh, growing up, everything was Marine Corps. And I was like, man, I know how I'll make my dad proud. I'll join the Marines. Now I say this, easily the greatest achievement next to my kids that I've ever experienced in my life. I got a chance, I got a chance to travel the world, different cultures. Um, it made me open my eyes to kind of what was really real when, you know, it made me think like I was, I regretted, not necessarily regretted going to a black college, but Going back, I was like, damn, I should have took that scholarship. Because you have to pay, you gotta prepare yourself for a world that's much more diverse yes. than just us, but yet still be aware of what we got going on. Yeah. You know, we can never lose the our, our awareness because when you start losing out on that, you end up being like, that's why we here. That's why people are out there protesting in the streets for the same thing they did like 30 years ago. That's why. That's why. When I worked at when I worked in Wayne County, um, I worked with a lot of undercover Klansmen. Hmm. The only reason they thought I was cool, you know, I'm still the same dude. I rap. I, you know, I'm always traveling, do, either doing music or, or involved with MMA events. Um, but I was the outspoken dude that if you did some whole shit around me, I called you out and I held you accountable. And you got a lot of people that, you know, right now, you know, they're, they're scared to talk about that. That's like the thing, it's like, because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to step on no toes or they don't want to ruin their career, but I gave no fucks about hurting people's feelings. So right. when you do stuff like that, 
you get a reputation that oh he's a you know he's he's an angry guy or so don't now don't nobody want to work with you because yeah. then like they have they forced to work with you and then after dealing with you a couple times it's like dang man you know can I ask you a question you know why is it this and then you explain to him why it's like wow man I never you know you know well I'm glad that you know so it's like you know people will paint a picture on how how you are and not even know you just because you call whole ass shit out and I'm all I'm an equal opportunist you know uh, well I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to you know whether you white whether you black I don't care what color you are if you do something that's you do some whole ass shit but that's what it needs to be though in any in any you'll get look you'll get you'll get alienated with like people you'll get they will label you as this person and after a while you know my dad had retired and it got to a point for me is you know I'm like man why am I here I don't even like none of these things you know so I was like man you know what I don't know how this gonna happen but I'm gonna work out a plan so I told some of my partners and which I shouldn't have because you don't ever want to tell nobody your plans. They ain't looking at me like, man, you've been here too long. You're not gonna. I'm like, dude, okay. I'm like, whatever. Wind up in a job at Chrysler. So, you know, um, and, and the pay is cool. I mean, I took a pay cut, but it still manages, it still, it still worked its way out to where I'm still getting what it's like I'm not missing the beat if that makes sense you know and I'll be making more probably about two more years than where I was at when I left so I'm super happy um like life wise I ain't you know there there's certain things that you miss out on man but I'm cool you know and to, to be able to uh have a relationship with you know like, like the home team mm-hmm. they're literally everything so, okay I know that's like the first question so what's the second question <laughs> you answered a lot for me so I don't have to ask it but um, were you already mentally prepared for your daughter before no. she was born when did that happen for you uh, I, okay this goes back to what I was saying earlier I, I, I wasn't always the nice I wasn't a good guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a good guy, but I did, I did things that. Look, okay, let me say this: I've never put my hands on women. I don't believe that. I, I, you know, I grew up in a household where it was just me and my dad and my mother and my three other sisters. So I was raised in a, in a household with women where I look at I, I, I look at women a little differently. Um, I love strong women. I love super intelligent women. Um, but I don't believe in the hitting stuff. Like when you get to, like you got to be like a low down, dirty person to, now don't give it, look. There are it's, situ- it's true. It's fact. Yeah. It, now there are situations to where, like I'm not going to let a, a woman like say if I'm not the violent guy and then all of a sudden you feloniously trying to take my head off 
Yeah, like defense, I understand, but the threat, the um... because it's like now. I mean, and women, I love, I love, I've never, never, Lando, <laughs> I'm just saying. Ask my baby. My baby will tell you, Lando. Don't, I don't do that. Um, I'll walk away before anything. But if anybody trying to feloniously take my head off, mm-hmm. there is no gender. You got, you got, you got it coming. So. Um, but just to do it on some sucker shit, nah, man. You, you, you know, that ain't how I was raised, man. I, I've taken a smack and turn around and walk away, you know, because you not go, you not go get nowhere. Now, with Tanya, with Autumn's mom, like in our younger years, like Tanya was violent. It's been many a days where like she try to like she hit me with a phone one time. And, oh, wow. I had to go to work, my head was bleeding. It was in no. the morning, so I didn't even know my head was bleeding. I just left out the crib and I walked into, I had roll call, my was laughing at me. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> um, I've had to hold her a couple times, but as far as physically, nah, nah, that's why. So nothing can ever prepare you for a girl. Um, and I, I was getting to this earlier and I got off point. My dad, I'm his first. That lets me know that my dad had to be like the ultimate nice guy. Cause when guys get boys first, that's a present. You know, in my case, in my case, um, and this is just how I believe, um, when you get a girl, when, when you get a girl first, man upstairs, whoever you believe in, give you a girl first, and, it, and you that male, and it's your first one, chances are you haven't been the best person when it comes to women. Um, and with girls, like I say, you can never be prepared. You always have to think, I can't do that because of autumn. Uh, I can't, I don't want to think like that because of my daughter. So once, like see, like autumn, autumn raised me. My daughter, my daughter, my daughter helped me grow up. My daughter helped me grow up so much. Um, to where it made me a better father for Cam. That's good. You know, so my, yeah, my daughter, my daughter raised me. I tell her that all the time. That's why we super tight. Um, she literally, um, like, she got my back, man, on everything. And we had some rocky years, man, because it, you know, especially if you. I can't put my I can't put her shit out there, but when I know that I've seen this before and I'm trying to tell you don't do this because this is gonna happen and you do this anyway and then you have to experience it. Girls go left naturally when you tell them, but I think and I tell my brother this because my brother did it to me. He was like, Man, you need to get out of that relationship, man. I'm just like, no, no, this and then, as long as they there to catch you, and that's all you See, can do, that's all dads can do and brothers can do is catch. 
because it's my, gonna my, happen. My my daughter, like she's me, like oh man, yeah, she's me. So we had a situation one time, and I was like, um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you a cliff note version without really going into detail. But we had the hospital, mm-hmm. and the nurses, you know, came up to me and we were like, well, Mr. VC, um, you're, you're going to have to leave right now because you're, you're making, uh, you're, you're making our patient upset. I'm like, my daughter? I'm like, man, fuck out of here with all y'all, man. It's my, my kid. My daughter looking at me like this. Like, why they, why they talking to me? She looking at me. So, so you know, like when they give you that look, it's yeah. like you know that she on some bullshit. I'm like, look at her, she on some bullshit. So, <laughs> they escorted me out. They had, like, they had. I'm like, I work for Wayne County. Like, well, you have to leave. I'm like, you know, and she looking at me like she looking at me like she wasn't waving, but she was looking at me like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we talk about that to this day. I was like, yeah, man, you remember that shit? When you looking at me in the hospital? I said, that's when I knew you got it. You know, when you gave me that look, I was like, he, she, I'm like, she manipulating the system right now. Right? Manipulating the system. That's what she did. Like, she flipped it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, 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 really? Yeah. But we, we, yeah, me and Jim have been through a lot, man. I think that's why, uh, proud of her. She's she experienced a lot. And uh, we don't get any fucks. We don't care. You know. It's, you know. Yeah, we got each other. My boy too. I was gonna, um, I was gonna name my firstborn Autumn because that's my favorite time of year. But uh, <laughs> but I just I, I said oh, she needs something shorter so I just named her Anya. Both of my girls got short names. Cause I always hated my name being really long. So I was like, I was like, I'll just save it. <laughs> no, I'm done. I initially said I want like 13 boys. And then after I had the first one, I said, oh, nope, nope, nope. And then when the second one came, I'm just like, this better be a boy. And when it wasn't, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. Not about to get. I mean, no. Lucky people get boys and then girls, or girls and then boys. People that aren't so lucky and think they' trying to play master keep going for that that boy or that girl, and I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm like you though. I'm happy with my two. as a male and thinking from a selfish standpoint, you always, like every man want that boy. Oh yeah. But, but I wouldn't change nothing for the world, man, because Autumn, uh, she prepared me for a lot of things, man. I think that's why. Um, that feminine perspective that men don't have. Well, not only that, but 
you got to be selfless a lot of times, man. Yeah. yeah. Got to be selfless, man. My my kid has taught me to like everything ain't about me. Mm-hmm. You know, and. and I'm a bachelor. I live by myself. It ain't nothing for me and my cat. Yeah. Um, and I love life. But it ain't about me all the time. Right. When I'm with them, man, it ain't never about me. It's about, you know, you want to create as many many memories as you possibly can, man. Because them type things always live forever, man. And, you know, at the age I am now, just through my experience, I feel like I've really lived a complete life. And now I'm kind of like, I ain't on the back end of it. Now it's like, what else can I do? Mm. You know, and I know I know my kid's going to be there. My son likes to uh, call, you know, talk about that old man shit until we work out. You know, and then he's... <laughs> Turns out real quick, you know, we were running. Um, he came over here. I was like, okay, well, you know, we're gonna run in a mile. Like, he's like, I know, I'll get you. Okay, all right. So, my son, you know, he thinks because he's Mr. Wrestling Superstar that, you know, he really got me. Okay, Nick. So, we got to running, and uh, about the first mile and a half. He way up there, about maybe a hundred yards, about about the length of a football field. And I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to my queen, like because I've been listening to a lot of Queen, like Freddie Mercury. Listen, the best, the best, like snippets and connections to hip hop came from Queen. Okay. I was like, okay. I said, I know what song this is, and I've been matching it and matching it and matching it, especially when that movie came out. I said, I didn't know they did this song. Amazing. Dude, look, amazing. Freddie Mercury is one of the coldest. Like, I got, I got, like that. I don't get caught up in like I got all type of friends. I got homosexual friends. I got, I got friends. Right. You know, that's what they are. So when I look at somebody like Freddie Mercury, you know, like that month, that motherfucker is like on a whole nother page with his shit, you know, and to make me even appreciate it that much more because I grew up to that. Mm-hmm. So to rediscover it again, it's like, wow, man. So that's like my running music. So mm-hmm. Cam, Cam, um, he had me about a hundred yards. He had me had me about a, a football field length. And I said, okay, man, well, it ain't a sprint, man. It's a jog. So, you know, when I get to the halfway mark, don't be surprised what's gonna happen. He was like, oh, old man, old man. I'm like, okay. So we get to the halfway mark. By by then, I already got my pace down. My win is like you like I I don't know if I can I say this, but I, okay, I cheat. <laughs> I can say that. Mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I cheat only when I'm recovering from working out though, or yeah. when I'm le- or when I'm leisurely about to you know do something like this. But you know, I, there's a 
there's no higher high than when your endorphins kick in. Like when you running like a runner's high is like when the endorphins kick in. So when my endorphins kick in when I'm running, now I told him, I told him I was like, I was like, dog, and I said it just like this. I was like, dog. I was like, my endorphins kick in, man. I'm just go, I'm gonna leave you and, and I'm not gonna see you. I'm gonna have to wait on you to make sure you ain't kidnapped. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So sure enough, my endorphins kicked in. We was at the halfway mark, like two point, like two point five. And I passed him. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking. And, and all of a sudden he just was looking like a more smaller, smaller stick man. So it got pretty far. And, you know, we got in front of my place and I had to, like, I couldn't go because I had to wait. He, he was like way on the end. So I waited. I jogged in place to wait until he uh, showed up. He was like, Dad, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I was like, yeah, man. Your legs noodles, right? <laughs> Your legs is noodles. <laughs> yeah, so he called me um, the other day. He was like, Dad, I had to sit and think about something. Uh, you really got me on that run. And I was like, I told you. I was like, when we start, I was like, when it's COVID over, too, we go, you know, we go get back on that mat. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck you up there, too. You know, just to let you know. I mean, because that's how we are. You know, that's... Yeah. You know, I'm a gamer. You know, I grew up playing video games, and I'm I'm a gamer. So me and my son, we, we battle, you know, on my PS4. And, like, yeah, I have fun with my kids, man. Um, they ain't, like, all of our shit is moments. And, and no no greater feeling to when my, my son comes over, and he's like, Dad, well, uh, what are you going to make? what you want me to make mm-hmm. he was like well you can either do your spaghetti or your salmon I love your salmon like mm-hmm. I love cook- cooking is everything to me man ain't nothing like preparing something and, and, and fucking it up afterwards man right. but I had to learn getting in shape and I started I had to start eating the right food so with practice you know make a little perfect so now it's like my son see that I cook and and that he's interested in learning that so I get to show him that to where like he's at a point now where he's like girls like right now that's like the whole listen that goes hand in hand because we like to eat the the best thing a man can say to a woman is you hungry yes yes I am I love cooking, man. So to see him take an interest in that, you know, I get a chance to show him, like, man, we'll do this, do this, and do this. And to allow him to prepare it himself and, you know, learn something else. I started, you know, my dad told me how to cook. Man, I started cooking eggs about five or six, just scrambled eggs. Wow. See, I didn't learn... um... Not that I couldn't learn, I refused to learn because in my household, my family is primarily Jamaican. So I see that tattoo on your thigh. I was like, she Jamaican? Yeah. So my grandmother and my grandfather was more so 
my grandfather was call me when my my food is on the table and the table set and i've never seen him cook and then my grandmother's cooking cleaning cooking cleaning uh she had 13 of them and then my mom repeated it and my mom cooked every meal three times a day on top of meals set tables I took care of all her five kids and what she my grandmother was trying to tell me a woman belongs in the kitchen a man mm-hmm. is not supposed to do x y and z and i'm just like no i said a man could clean a man can sometimes cook so i don't agree with that so i would purposely go against the grain of being in the kitchen growing up and my mom she wasn't strict so she didn't she didn't like give me an issue with it i didn't start cooking until i was 26 because if I came to my mom and I was like, mom, I want, I want a rice and peas or can you make some oxtails or uh, can you do this? Instead of her say, come in the kitchen so I can show you how to do it. She was like, okay, I'll go do it. And for me growing up, I should have known better because my mom didn't believe in disciplining kids, but she loved kids. My dad was the disciplined person. Like you need to do this and this and this for yourself. And because she wasn't that, I had to discipline myself growing up. So I didn't learn that until I was in like in my mid-20s. So it is important to have a parent that's about showing you how to do for yourself versus doing it for you. Yeah, my dad used to give me free game. I just did not listen to it. He was, he, <laughs> my pop, my pop, you know, I went out to school. He was like a Lando. Don't get no credit cards. Boy. First thing I did was give me a credit card. Mm-hmm. My was like, go pay it. And I was like, you know. My dad would give me free game, but I just would never soak it in until it was too late. Mm-hmm. That's why, I, like, that's my guy. Like, like my mother, my mother, if I got a credit card, how much you got on it? Let me borrow love. <laughs> Out of here, man. How about that? Yeah. My mom's, my mom, yeah, my mom was, but I will say this. She taught me, like, I watched dishes. Like, life was about bleach when I cleaned up. Like, everything. Mom had, loves bleach. I'm just like, girl, you gonna kill me. <laughs> my motherfucking eyes bleed. You know, you being like my mother, my, my mother come in, she be like, I can smell it. I smell the mop, but I don't smell the bleach. It's like, oh, so not. <laughs> now you got to clean the mop head before you put the, put it back on the ground. It's like, ah, oh, this thing. I'm, I'm thankful that I had women that, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't the best in the beginning. You know, having my having my daughter, man, it, it you know, I'm still me all day, but it, it's changed me to a point to where I won't even if it don't matter, I won't even mess with it. Mm. You know, because I you, you ain't in you know these days you ain't in the plan with nobody's feelings and stuff like that. Like, Some having, people having, aren't. Some people. Okay. Some people feel like they got infinite time to play. So, 
I told you earlier, everybody got an expiration date. <laughs> everybody. Very true. And I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I got friends that. I mean, there you have friends. You have certain friends that they don't have expiration dates, but if they did some, one would pop up. I still got friends when I was kids, mm-hmm. you know. But certain people ain't here. Everybody ain't meant for the long haul. You gotta cut these motherfuckers off, man. Especially if you ain't getting no. If I if I can't grow from you, that's my motto. You're not teaching me nothing. You're not, you're not. What are you here for? That's my whole life. If I can't get nothing from you, if all we gonna do is talk rap. Listen, even my kids show me results. (laughs) Okay. And that's the beauty of kids because even when you think you know everything, they gonna put you up on some more game. Yeah. I try to be like, like Charlie Brown said in From Leaders of New School, when I'm old and gray, they go call me hip hop pops. Mm-hmm. I believe that. You know, I'm that meaning I'm always gonna be a hip nick. I'm 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 always gonna be this hip dude. You're not gonna be able to okay, whatever. You're not gonna be able to sway me, you know, because I I know sometimes, yeah. sometimes they hit me with one that I didn't know. Like, dang, really? That's what that meant. Like this, oh man, who had this conversation? Maybe this is starting to me being older, I don't know. But this whole no cap thing, no cap. I hate it. Just say what you mean, just say what you mean. I hate it. Fuck that mean, man. <laughs> no cap. Oh God. Oh God, man. For yeah. real. Oh, this one right here, FRFR, for real, for real. Why you I hate that? that in text, okay? I, I hate that in text. I have a, um, so one of my daughter's dads, he's younger than me, and I hate talking to him in text because he relates to people who are younger than me, and I don't speak that. So I'm just, like, so I'm just like, call me and have a discussion or FaceTime me, but I'm not texting you. And then I have the other one whose dad is seven years older than me. So we can speak on yeah, a, a level where it makes sense and we don't have to say a lot, but we know. So I appreciate people who know and you, you can talk English and it's done. I hate the slang. I hate the abbreviations. I hate all of that. Yeah, you know, crazy. but but... To be fair, I have to look at how I, I mean, when, when you grow up in, in our culture, man, you know, like I have a problem with the whole tight gene thing, but if you go back to when I was growing up, if you look at Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Melly Mel, one of my favorite MCs of all time, but he rocked leather pants many times, you know, with yeah. kangaroo tails on his, you know, you seen Big Street, you seen it. Uh-huh. But, you know, I just feel like. And that's my guy. I'm still not trying to see your thigh muscles in your pants as a man. I'm just not. I'm not trying to be in the same size jeans as my man. I'm just not. That's not a goal. And 
it's hard to find a man that's at a level in his life where he's okay and secure with wearing his size clothing. Man, I switch it up so much. I love dressing up just like I love uh, just dressing down. You, yeah. you know, today it's like everybody got on. The, I call it the rap uniform. Everybody got the same thing on. I hate it. Look the same. It's like you got the little choker chain on now with your little dumbass logo. Just like they sound the same. Oh God. <laughs> that's another thing about my kids. Like, um, with the whole rap thing, I never. I'm lucky. Um, I've been doing music a minute. Mm-hmm. I never really expected anything of it but to be able to you know garner any type of fan base or have people buy your records from here to there to places you've never been I've been a lot of places man and to have people recognize my work you know that's a whole nother high you can't explain or it's like wow I'm you know, I'm super thankful. And I've never brought, I've never tried to bring, like, dad, that's who I am. I never brought V-Styles to my kids. So as they got older and they started being around me a little bit more, and, you know, they do their own little research. You know, I grew up, you know, we, we had to go to the library for information, you know, now get one of these now, new kids a dictionary they gonna be lost how you expect me to find it if I can't spell it I used to have, look I used to have look I used to um go to my father all the time yo daddy how you um spell such and such and he my dad is my man man cause he he's like Mr. Proper he'd be like Orlando look it up in the dictionary yeah. and I just look I just look at him Six, seven years old, I look at him like, nigga, why you can't fucking tell me? You know the answer, I gotta go on the, you know, so, you know, but I literally had to look in a dictionary where the information is is right in front of them now, man. So, yeah, it, it's, whoo, they got so much that they can achieve compared to, you know, how we come up. At their fingertips. Man. They don't have to go anywhere to achieve it. Nowhere. But it makes them lazy too. If you know, the internet I always say the internet is a gift and a curse. It yeah. makes them it makes them Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you scary. You see me? Yeah. Oh, 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 no, no. I don't like that. What are you doing though? No. You still can see me though, right? Yeah. Decline. Okay. Trying to, trying to, how we doing this? I'm trying to make you bigger again. I can't see you. Wait a minute. Hold up. There you go. Woo! Yeah, but information at their fingertips and, and yeah, I ain't, we ain't had none of that, man. So, I don't know. I, I, I just think the world is theirs. 
I feel good about, you know, where they both going. Um, I told Autumn, you know, she just recently got hired by four. She started on the uh, 15th. And I told her, you know, it's up to you whether you want to do that. I'm like, but you easily can use that as a stepping stone to, you know, to do anything you want. Don't stop there. There, there are no places. You know, when you start learning to yourselves and, you know, you look up, time has, time ain't waiting on nobody. So you got to, you got to make moves. That's the one thing, I, if I can go back, I, I, I wish that I would have somebody to guide me, kind of like I'm, I'm guiding my kids right now. But that's the whole thing. Like we, I think we're supposed to, parents are supposed to take what we needed from our parents and then give it to our kids. And also with the things that we got that were good and give it to our kids. Some mm -hmm. people, some people don't. Some people be like, okay, I, Somebody didn't do this for me, so I'm gonna be selfish and not do this for you because nobody did it for me. And that's the wrong way. You're basically going to raise a child that's gonna come back to you when they're supposed to be an adult in a child form. And it's not gonna help nobody because when you get older, your kids take care of you. So if you don't raise them right to take care of you, you're failing yourself. Well, and you know what? I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example of uh, something all of them did for me. I'm kind of embarrassed to speak on it, but it is what it is. I'm going to give her a little shine right now. Um, last couple of years, I, I've hosted this event called um, Dilla Troy. Um, it's, our, it's our annual tribute to uh, Jay Dilla. So, you know, I called OC and I asked OC to come out and rock and, and OK came out and rock. Um, OC's from um, from New York, he's from Brooklyn, um, digging in the crates. And he, he come out and my daughter had just become of age and she was like, well, dad, I want to come to the show. So I'm like, wow, my daughter about to come to my show, you know. It's a little different feeling for me. So I was just starting this journey on getting this shape. I think back then I was about maybe 180, 185, but I wasn't like where I'm at now. Because I, uh, I used to weigh 220, so I was coming down. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, um, that particular night I got, man, whoo, I got blew out. You know, drank Hennessy, and I stopped drinking Hennessy because I, I drank Hennessy, I mean, I drink Tito's now, you know, it's gluten-free. But that night, I let my head down a little bit. I had me some Henny, and I was lit. Mm. I remember at the end of the night, I'm driving everybody back to their hotels. Autumn in the back seat. And I remember pulling over. The next day, I woke up in the hotel room. You don't remember anything in between that. And, and I woke up frantically scared, freaked out, like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm calling my daughter, she not answering the phone. Call C, it's like, what's, what's going on? So O called me, he was like, yo, V, you, was, you had a good night last night. We all had a good night. <laughs> 
So um, my daughter called me. She was like, "Yeah, Dad, I, 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 uh, I got you a room, and I took a Uber. I took a Uber home. I didn't, um, you know, I, I didn't stay there. I just took a Uber home. Um, you good? She's more concerned about me, mm-hmm. and." I'm like, man, that shit will never happen again. I was like, but it's just, it's like, that was like one of the moments where I was like, wow, my daughter will always take care of me if she's wild. You know, because she's super, uh, she's always been super overprotective. Um, But yeah, that was a crazy night. I couldn't believe I woke up not knowing what the hell was going on. And I'm looking, you know, as soon as I got up, I'm looking for my daughter. Like, where's my daughter at? And, and she made sure dad was tucked in before she before she dipped. Mm. You know? Yeah, yes. Brown brown liquor is uh it gives you things. It gave me two kids and I will spring from that. <laughs> uh, I like I've never forgotten anything with it, but I've gotten souvenirs and I'm good. Tito's. What you drink now? Water. <laughs> Water. You know what? I like when I when I'm simmering down. Let me say hi. Hi. Hey, light skin team, light skin. How you doing, sweetie? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm you know when I when, when I look at my kids. Enough. <laughs> Go. Mom, mom got preference for light skin people. Okay. Listen. <laughs> oh man. Now I'm, I'm. I wouldn't change nothing in the world. Um, in regards to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we all complete each other. Um. Uh, and they think about me like I think about them. And they feel about me how I feel about them. So um, don't nothing go down with either mother without me knowing. Like, I'm dad. Like, I earned that title. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing. Like, I'm super sensitive about why the fuck do that person know? Um, like, that person don't know ever before me. You know, so... You know, um, yeah, I earned my title, man. I, I, I've been in the game too long to, to not love it. It's the greatest title you can get. What to you makes a good dad? Um, simple cats would say financial. Um, I think financial is the, the furthest from um, everything. Um, caring, being attentive, uh, being understanding, having patience, um, understanding sometimes it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it's a lot of makeup when it comes to being a, fi- a parent, you know, uh, I know it was different when I was coming up, um, hell, there's a lot of shit I had to teach myself. My mother and father, swear to God, they taught me about the birds and the bees, but I don't remember that shit. 
you know I had to I remember learning about that by watching uh, soft porn on Cinemax (laughs) the grainy channels (laughs) you know Um, um, watching movies like Porky's and like that's when I when I found out about Porky's I watched every single one So that, look, the first Porky's is still one of the funniest movies of all time. Like, when you, I mean, it, it is because it, there's so many gems in that movie. If you look at um, Kim Cattrall, mm-hmm. and people don't remember that she played, I forget her name in the movie, but her AKA was Lassie. And people don't remember. It was like, well, why do they call her Lassie? He was like, well, just get her upstairs in the in the in the, in the equipment room, and you'll see. So they up there having sex, and all you heard was, "How?" I was like, "Hell, hell no!" And me and my fa- look, me and my father watched that shit religiously, man. So that's you like got, when you were older, right? I remember seeing that as a kid, and uh-huh. if it, if it, like my favorite, my favorite TV show of all time, and I still watch it religiously to this day. Is Sanford for the Sun. I used, I used to, to watch that with my dad when I was little. Funniest show of all time, and Good Times only when James, the season James was on. I think he was on one or two seasons, mm-hmm. but after James got killed off, I ain't really messed with Good Times, man. But Fred, next to my father. Fred Sanford and James Evans, they raised me in my household. <laughs> so my dad wasn't around, that's who I had. You know, it, it's funny because I get to I get to turn my kids on to the shows that I grew up with. They be like, man, shut you fucking like man, fuck out of here. Everything I watch is man. I my love for Richard Pryor started with my dad. <sighs> Richard Pryor, the dope. Man, when he let me watch I, that. <laughs> He would be up. He would be up either counting his money or cleaning his gun, and we would be just up watching Richard Pryor. I still think Eddie Murphy got him just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, a funny motherfucker, man. Um, but Richard, like I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, and. A person that don't nobody talk about to this day, uh, Robin Harris. Remember Robin Harris? Robin Harris played in in uh, Do the Right Thing. He was the dude. Uh, he was the dude that was sitting with the shade with the other dudes. He was like, "Kung Fu, give me one of them goddamn beers." The one you that remember? was in the plastic chair. Yeah, Bebe's kids. Mm. Robin, look, he died before his time. But you talk about one of the funniest people. Oh my God. <laughs> Robert Harris was hilarious. I like Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is, is funny. Um, I think Kevin Hart is a little overrated. I think he's got a point. Um, uh, old boy that, that got the perm. What's his name? He's funny. He makes me laugh. What's his name? With Cat the voice? That way. Yeah. He needs to get his life together. You know, for me, he got to a point. Like, I can criticize a person all day, but I had to sit back like, damn, man. Am I doing all the shit that I'm supposed to be doing? And, you know, 
But Cat Williams did a lot of fucked up shit. But yeah, yeah, he still made he still made me laugh a little. Bless you, you sneeze. No, I dropped my water bottle. You got that COVID over there? Baby. Nope. <laughs> what you do? Um, you know, job wise, I'm curious. Shoot, right now, just stay at home with the girls. Um, you maintain very well. Thank you. I um, I just try to stay busy creatively. So with this podcast, I do two other podcasts. Um, I'm working on a fourth book. Like I'm trying to make it so I am my money maker, not someone else writing my check. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I You know, I take that. I'm not gonna say being in the plant sucks. I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point now where I really understand the only reason I work is for my insurance. Ain't, ain't no, you know. Listen, no I miss it. That's the one thing I would say about a good a good corporate job. They got some great insurance. That Blue Cross Blue Shield, I miss you. But you know what? At the, at the same time, I'm not trying to have no doctor be around me that been seeing sick people. So, and look, to... <laughs> uh, as, as I've, you know, we all got our own journey, man. But I've learned that for every ailment, there's some holistically that we could use. Yes, but this Western medicine don't want you to know that. And so I've been juicing I've been juicing for the past three months. I've been like cleaning out my system, uh getting different herbs. Thank you. And I'm just like, I gotta do what I gotta do. You have to. And most people don't do what they gotta do. They settle and we're not at a point where we can settle, man. Um, like every day should be some type of journey, man, where you wanna where you wanna better yourself instead of just I mean, I like eating certain things. I mean, I used to be super extreme about everything that I kept in my body, but since I got down to a certain size, it's like I don't have to be so anal about it, man. I could, you know, I can dab in this and still be okay the next day. So um, you gotta, you know, and I hate to say this, I look at my parents right now, and that's not how I want to be. Right. If that makes sense. Right. So, um, they think I'm kind of crazy. Like, man, where are you? I'm trying to live. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I want to tell all of all the time. Like, I'm too, you know, too young to be, you know, grandfather. You know, I know some. I know some 39, 38-year-old grandfathers. Lando ain't trying to be none of that. Yeah. Not, not. And even if you become a grandfather, don't mean you have to look like one. I mean, okay, real <laughs> shit, but I still don't want that. And I ain't right. about to be that. Right. That's what, look, when she got this job, I just saw her, I was like, you know, I was like, girl, you know, you just, you don't need to be thinking about no kids. And she was like, dad, you always said that. I'm like, I just right. got to re let you right. know that yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, my son, he's so everything now is, you know, dead girls and it's like, dude, you chill the fuck out. I know you the man now, but mm-hmm. chill. Don't make me no fucking I'm good. And look, I love look I love kids. Kids are Me too, but the whole thing with kids is 
there is no right time to have kids. There is no right time. Every year it gets scarier. Every year it seems like the worst decision you could do with everything that's going on. But at the same time, it's like, if you die off and you have no one to take your inheritance or your work, what does it mean? What does it mean? Either you're gonna donate it or it's just gonna be collected. What does it mean? And my thing is, I had my first daughter for my mother. My mother is 66, she'll be 67 in two months. And she takes 13 pills a day. And she has five of us. And I'm the only girl and I'm the youngest. And all of my brothers have double kids, four kids. And I, I didn't have any. I'm just like, I can't, I, I don't wanna, I don't want to miss the chance for one of my children to see her as a grandmother because she's great with kids. So I had my first for her. It wasn't really about me. I, I graduated, I moved to New York, like I said, and I was just like, I'm gonna just. I'm from Philly. Really? I was born and raised in Philly. Then we moved to Maryland. Then uh, my mom's doctor said that her, because everything that was going on with her body, her body does better in warmer weather. So he was like either Florida, California, or back to Jamaica. So she was like, I'm not going back to Jamaica. So she picked Florida. So we went down to Florida and I'm just like, I don't like being here. I don't like knowing my everyday is gonna be the same. So I uh, picked a relative and I was like, I'm going to Atlanta. And so what she, what um, Melbourne. Okay. It's like uh, closer to Palm Bay, about, I want to say an hour and a half from Orlando. It's just too boring, but you know, old people love Florida. So yeah. that's where she is now. But I don't, still to this day, I'm yin and yang on marriage. And I don't, I didn't want to count on a relationship dictating if I have children or not. So my two girls, they out the way. I don't want to, I don't want anymore. And that's it. So now I feel like if a relationship happens, it happens. If a marriage happens, it happens. But I'm not banking on it like a lot of women. A lot of women are banking on this, this full package. I need a career. I need a husband. Then I can have kids. And it don't work out like that for a lot of people, especially with the stuff they have in foods where a lot of women have fibroids. When they want kids, when they want kids, they can't have them. I have a lot of friends and family that suffer with fibroids and they can wait, do it the right way, get married. And now they really can't have kids. And I'm just like, I don't want to be stuck in that, that construct. So I feel like I freed myself. So, um, yeah, my, partner, my, my dad used to always uh, like uh, when Cam when Cam came, my father looked at me was like Lando. <laughs> Your father talks like my grandfather. <laughs> like the most proper black dude you ever meet in your life. I mean, I love my dad. I wouldn't change him for the world, but he is. <laughs> but he says. Uh, you don't have to be with the woman to be a good father. Man. Um, because when you try to make something work, when it's just not natural, 
you you wasting time not especially you wasting time knowing the most important thing that you're not happy doing this so my dad told me that like it was like almost like a moment of clarity like so things wind up happening to where me and my son mom you know wind up breaking up and we still cool like we I get called I believe in that though I believe that parents can parent and be great separately I don't feel like it has to be this unit they need to see normally somebody is bitter whether it's the male or the female to where they don't get an opportunity to allow that bond to happen and that's that's what fuck a lot of stuff, stuff up sometimes like when it ain't about you no more, doors will open. Yeah, when it when, when it ain't about you no more, a lot of a lot more doors will open. Yeah, it's a um it's a different type of peace. And um you can respect the other person by not knowing about their life because the only conversation I have for you is this kid that we share. That's it. But but I will say this. Um my door is, is not, I mean, my door is open to both of them. Um, not on that other level. When you know somebody a good portion of your life, you do kind of become friends. So there's nothing Tanya can't ask me and there's nothing, there's nothing Monica can't ask me. Um, you know, we still have you know, she. If you know, Tanya, Tanya and Monica both know that if I need to call Orlando, I know he'll be there, and that's the type of relationship I have with both of them, and I'm blessed. And it's not even on no creeping level. It's just a like we friends. Like after a while, man, it, all that other stuff don't even matter no more. Sometimes you get a parent that's mature enough to welcome that, and then you get a parent that is not mature enough, and you can't let them know that door is open because they abuse it. Um, and a parent that tries to manipulate that space. And so... I- because that's that's fucking shit. If you if you doing that, it's like you already got it's, it's you already got an angle, and angles are not cool. Yeah, you know. Um, I think we're all better now than what we were prior to our creations. You know, to be honest with you, um, like we we literally we're friends. You know, I can go to the cookouts. I can go to both day cookouts, and it's mm-hmm. all love. You know, husbands give me dap. It's all love. We sit and kick it, and ain't no egos. Yeah. You know, because you know I'm I'm dead. I get I get them props, but I also give them their props, knowing that knowing that they're dead. A lot of a lot of a lot of uh, fathers don't give it up to, to, I don't even like using the word stepfather, man, but, you know, 
they don't give it up to their counterparts, man, as far as the person that's there in your in your place, as far as where they're living at. You gotta respect them dudes too. Especially if you knowing that they doing for yours like they was theirs. Yeah. My my dad did that with my older sister and like we were raised and I didn't know she was had another father until we got older. I had no I just always thought that that's my sister. That's that's how both their dads are. Like I don't have to worry about favoritism or what she got what she didn't get. And uh, to me, any children, if I if I'm a if I'm at a park and there's five kids there and the ice cream truck comes and I have enough money for everybody. They all get Right, that's what you do. <laughs> we'll come with the territory. Um, she has a like Autumn has a um, a younger sister, mm-hmm. and I treat her just like she's mine. I love that little girl. She mm-hmm. see me, you know, and she don't call me dad or nothing. But she, you know, she know I'm Autumn's dad. Yeah. But she see me, and, like she see me, and she give me a hug, and it's like the dope, like. Thank you guys for supporting Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. Uh, When you listen, you support. And um, I just want you guys to know that I am thankful and I'm grateful. And when you listen, you support myself. You support my daughters. When you buy anything from Cozy Womb Shop, you support. And I appreciate it. You could have picked any podcast and you're here. Uh, Please visit us on Cozy Womb on Facebook. Cozy Room Pod on IG, Cozy Room Pod on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. And um, I hope you guys have another teachable day, another productive day. And um, you just keep, keep things in motion. I know things feel very weird right now with this quarantine going on, but we can do it. Peace. Bye. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.